Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. I am back with another episode of Views from the Porch <laughs> with the one and only Joshua Tim. What's up, team? And Mrs. Elena Haas. Hey, guys. Uh, guys, the Super Bowl is behind us by the time people listen to this. It'll either be the day after or the week after. Elena, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh... I'm going to be watching the Puppy Bowl. You know about that? <laughs> no. Is there the such a thing as a Puppy Bowl? You don't know that the Puppy Bowl goes on at the same at the time s- as the Super Bowl? You you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> no, no, it's oh, a wow. part of the Super Bowl. I'm so shocked you don't know that. <laughs> no, are you being serious? I'm going to Google yes. it to make sure I'm not yes, wrong. Yes, it's not. Uh, You're this not wrong. The Puppy Bowl. is already off to a bad start. <laughs> the Chiefs are taking it. All right, Josh, what are we talking about? Strong. Uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, being unoffendable or what? how to not take offense. Being unoffendable. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you mean like not getting your feelings hurt as well? Yeah. I think so. Is that what, uh, like, what do you guys mean by unoffendable? Yeah, yeah so, Josh, what do you a, mean? It's a great question. I'm offended by your question, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Yeah, that's kind of offensive, honestly. <laughs> so is. when I think unoffendable, it's not necessarily uh, not getting your feelings hurt because there are moments where I'm like, man, my, my feelings did get hurt there. Um, but at, after I like think through it, I'm like, oh, that it wasn't actually offensive. Like I don't need to take up arms. Uh, uh, being offended yeah. feels like, Hey, something hurt me, or some, I didn't like something, and now I'm, I've got to like react to it, or I'm like on the offense to it, or I'm like frustrated enough that, that I've uh, got to say something about it. Because I think sometimes my feelings get in hurt. I can be honest about them. Like, ah, oh, it kind of hurt my feelings. Uh, but it doesn't mean I have to be angry about it. So it feels like being offended, it, it, at least I associate I'd love to hear from you guys. I associate it also with like anger. Like when you're offended, it's like, oh, that hurt. Now I'm mad that it hurt. Yeah. So I just Googled it, and offended means. It's an adjective for being resentful or annoyed, typically as a result of a perceived insult. Okay. So maybe it's more so like Frustrated. kind of what you're saying is like you're, you are, your feelings are hurt, but you're also like kind of resentful or insulted by another person. Like you think it's their problem, mm-hmm. not necessarily something about you. Yeah. Which yeah. It doesn't feel the same as getting your feelings hurt. Yeah. I think it, it's it, be. a broad term that could apply or would be relevant there. But being offended at work by what somebody says or by what somebody didn't say yeah. or um, being offended by um, what, uh, you know, somebody's birthday text message. Say. It feels like we live at the most easily offended yeah. time ever. Mm-hmm. Where People get triggered. like Triggered yeah. by what you did say or who or said didn't it. Say, or like, let's just say you didn't get invited somewhere and other of your friends got invited and now you're offended because you didn't get an invite. Totally. And, um, man, people have been offended at me for not tweeting about different things. Yeah. Like, it, I just feel like you should have, you should have communicated around something or, yeah. or what you do communicate or just the constant, um, easily offended. And as followers of Jesus, we are called to not be those who take offense, who deal with offenses towards us, who deal with sins against us and who are quick to turn the other cheek. And quick to, it says in Proverbs, it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. So we want to talk practically. What does it look like to be that way? I think if you apply the next 10 to 15 minutes that we're going to talk about, you're going to be a better coworker. You'll be a better spouse. You'll probably get promoted quicker and sooner. Friends will want to hang out with you Mm -hmm. because people who are easily offended, 
people don't like to be around those no, people. No, it's you, draining. It's like, oh, I'm so exhausted. You, you feel like, like you have to walk on an eggshell exactly. yes. yep. around them and be like, oh, shoot, am I going to say something they're not going mm-hmm. to like? I'm going to have to have a conversation about it. Gentle. And even no matter how gentle I am, I'm going to have to have another conversation about it because of something they heard that I wasn't even saying. Yeah. And, um, and so how do we as yeah. believers become types of people who are not calloused in our hearts that are like, I, I've created a wall around my heart and no one can touch me, but who are unoffendable. And is that even possible? Yeah. Uh, which I think is a great starting point. Is it, is it possible to be unoffendable? Like, is it possible to uh, walk through this world to have things that may uh, or may not upset you? Or like, I, I don't think it's possible to go through this world without someone uh, to use Elena's illustration, not inviting you to the party. Like there's going to be things that happen where, um, like your feelings are hurt or you're dis- disappointed by something someone else did. Like there's, yeah. there's no way we're getting around that. So if there's no way we're getting, not getting around someone hurting us, is it possible to be unoffendable? Yeah, I, I think, um, so there's a book called Unoffendable by Brent Hansen. Anybody know it? It's a really good book. Yeah. Uh, guy's a believer and um, it's, a, it's a funny, engaging and well-written book and full of scripture on what it looks like to be someone who practices and chooses to be unoffendable that I'm in the driver's seat. And that's what I think one of the most profound things that, hey, I am in the driver's seat as it relates to my emotions, my feelings, what I choose to harbor and what I choose to allow to get to me and um, choosing to believe the best that you can make the decision to be unoffendable. And uh, that is gonna involve humility, it's gonna involve practicing and choosing to deal with anger, choosing to believe the best, choosing to overlook offenses, choosing to deal with offenses humbly, choosing to acknowledge that people at times are not going to respond well and say hurtful words, or they won't say everything that you want them to because they're sinners and you're a sinner. And the reality of that should flood your mind and make you not go, I can't believe it. I need to make sure they know how big of a sinner, but Mm. flood your mind with, man, I'm so thankful for grace and the gospel of Jesus that we're forgiven and they're forgiven. And I want to forgive them like I've been forgiven and I don't, I don't want to hold on to bitterness and grudges and practicing that. I think becoming unoffendable doesn't happen through a podcast or listening to one thing. It's like something, it's a lifestyle you practice to come to yeah. a place where you're quick to forgive, quick to extend grace. And man, I, I just think that's who we all want to be. We all want to be the person who's quick to extend grace, who um, is quick to ask for forgiveness for things that, you know, to own their part, that I want to be someone who every single day seeks to make sure I'm... 10 times more asking, hey, will you forgive me for this? Or did I hurt you in? Or man, I, I, I feel like I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, a good enough friend to you in that moment more than I am the guy saying, you weren't a good enough friend to me in that moment. Yeah, Like that just reflects and you're not healthy. You're not in a place where you are being unoffendable and being like Christ. And 1 Corinthians 13 says, love believes all things. Yeah. It believes the best. You cannot love people, be obedient to what God calls us to, when I'm not believing the best. So um, so what I'm hearing you say is that you you can actually choose to be unoffendable. Like being offended is actually a choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think one, one line that he says in the book is that um, part of being unoffendable is forfeiting our right to anger. That it's like forfeiting the right to be angry over what someone else did. Yeah. did. And, uh, and then he follows up with like, it's not even forfeiting a right. You do not have a right mm-hmm. to be angry yeah. over different things and to be hurt over things. And so it's being quick to extend forgiveness, doing what Paul says in Ephesians chapter four, that you don't let anger 
have a foothold in your life that gives the enemy a place or gives Satan a place to begin to root in bitterness and anger and resentment and grudges, but let all bitterness and anger mm-hmm. be put away from you, he says in verse 31 and verse 32. And um, uh, be kind to one another, forgiving each other, just as God through Christ has also forgiven you. So he summarizes that, hey, you're gonna get angry in your anger, do not sin. Anger is going to be a part of your life, your relationships, things are going to hurt you. It's really hard in the moment to control emotions, but mm-hmm. I can control what those emotions, what I let those emotions do to me. And I'm going to decide to forgive because we're in a world where at times I'm going to get hurt or offended or upset. And I'm going to be, I'm as quick as I can move to forgive and extend grace and ask God to expand my own heart yeah. and my ability to give grace and remind me that I am more jacked up than, you know, I need to focus more on where I need to grow yeah. and where other people need to grow. The, the, the key there is to do that takes a, I mean, it takes a ton of humility. Like it just, you're like the amount of humility it takes to, to not be offended and just go, man, I'm not going to assume that it was about me personally. I'm, I'm remembering a really live, as we're talking about this, a friend of mine, uh, Bobby, he came to me after essentially uh, there's a situation in which I was like on stage and I kind of cracked a joke and, um, it wasn't, I hadn't meant it in my heart towards him, but he just came and said, Hey man, I believe the best in you and don't think, but like, this kind of like hit me funny uh, when you said that and it felt like it was about me. So I just wanted to talk to you about it. And I felt so, I was like, man, he wasn't offended, but he was like, oh, there's something in my, I kind of felt like it didn't feel good, but I'm coming to you to ask you to speak into it, yeah. um, which was incredible. I mean, he was actually not just my friend, but also my boss at the time. And he came, was just like super humble. And so I think that whole, it is a choice, but it takes a ton of humility if you're going to make that choice. Which is why Paul says in Colossians, clothe yourselves in humility. Yeah. I mean, you put on clothes every single day. And he says, when you're getting dressed, make sure that you clothe it in humility, that I'm, I'm quick to think mm-hmm. um, less about myself and about how I'm hurt and more have more of a concern and consideration for other people around me and how they're feeling and how I can do better in those things and less about how no one cares about me and they weren't good enough here and this person hurt me and they should have done better. All of that reflects an unhealthy person. Yeah. And a healthy person goes, man, I'm gonna focus on ways that I can do better, how I can be uh, more caring, more gracious, more loving, more forgiving, more um, just quick to extend forgiveness yeah. rather than harbor bitterness. Elena, you're a bitter person. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> that I'm is totally, so messed up. Totally She's kidding. choosing to be unoffendable I'm right totally now. I'm totally kidding, man. Yes, <laughs> I'm really is. offended by that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First, well, that's between you and the Lord. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I actually was sitting here thinking and I'm like, I think a lot of people listening could be like, yeah, that sounds great. I would love to be un- unoffendable. Mm-hmm. As much as I try, I can't help not get my feelings hurt or not feel hurt by people. And what am I supposed to do? Just like bottle that up, pretend it's not there. How do I deal with that? Because I would love that to be the case. I just don't know how to practically do that. Yeah. And I think, um, I think starting by acknowledging, Hey, I have a, um, there's a part of me. There's a lot of parts of me that are not like Christ because Christ on the cross was quick to say, father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It was quick to extend forgiveness, not because they earned it or they deserved it. And um, when somebody hurts me to take a chance and go, man, I'm going to choose to forgive that person. Even if they haven't asked me for forgiveness, uh, you know what? I forgive them for doing that. And there's times where there's lots of times where you have that conversation, but I'm not going to judge their motive. In fact, I'm going to stay away from the motive. And if I do assign any motive, I'm going to try to put as generous of an explanation 
on why they forgot my birthday is possible. Yeah. I'm going to try to put as generous of an explanation on, on what they were doing because I want to seek to believe the best that I cannot know motive. Um, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 4 talks about how um, it's unwise to, uh, to assign motive or judge the hearts of other people. And he in there says something really interesting where he's like, I, I don't even assign and judge the motives of my own self. I have a clear conscience, but I don't even know if uh, I don't even know levels of my own heart that may be off. So it's foolish to try to judge the motives of other people and why they're doing things because I don't even know all the different motives that go into my own heart and life. Only ja, only God can judge motives. And so I think when I begin to go, this is the type of person they are, or they don't care about me. Yeah. And I just get into what motivations are behind their behavior. And because that's where a lot of our hurt comes from mm-hmm. is it's like, they forgot my birthday because they don't care about me or they texted me that way because they're a rude person yeah. or I begin to focus on, on, um, those hurts. That's where it can get into a dangerous place. Cause I don't know their motives and I can't. And even if I can sit down and, and be, uh, as socially intuitive as possible, but I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a mm-hmm. fool's game to be like, this is just, this is what you were doing right there rather than humbly, even when I am hurt. Cause there's tons of times you do go to that person. We're not saying, Hey, get offended and deal with it and just move on. If they're a believer, there's lots of times I come to you, Josh, and I say, Hey, in that moment, when you said that to me, it hurt my feelings and it made me feel like you don't care about me. And that may not have been your heart. I don't think it was your heart but I just need you to know that so that I don't hold anything onto that. And so can I just confess that's how I felt yep. and try to posture it in a very humble way. So there's lots of times to do that. But, um, but at the same time, I think for a lot of us, being someone who's not so offended uh, involves practicing. I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to choose to believe the best. I'm going <laughs> to choose to believe the best. It's exhausting to be offended all the time. Yeah. It's carrying around like a, you remember when uh, there was a friend of ours named Allie who, um, was bitter towards relationships. You remember this story? And like carrying rock. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to carry around. Uh, a friend in her community group was like, how long are you going to hold on to those grudges? I want you to carry around a bag of rocks. And she was like on an internet, she was on a mission trip, uh, international short-term discipleship trip, we call them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she was carrying around a bag of rocks to reflect like, man, I just, I hold on to grudges. That is such a symbol of, it is exhausting to carry around. I'm offended by this person. I'm offended by this person. And you're exhausting to be around. Yeah. You're, you're somebody who everybody's like, oh man, I'll be around them to love them like Jesus, but they are mm-hmm. exhausting. And, uh, and that can be all of us. Yeah. And so anyways. Yeah. Ahead, it also man. has a lot to do with forgiveness, I would say, because totally. when you're not really, when you're being offended and you're not, um, dealing with it and not keeping short accounts with that person and like telling them, Hey, like this is how I was hurt and I could be wrong. And I just want to confess I've been holding on to that. If you don't deal with those types of things, you're really, it's a matter of unforgiveness as well. And that's what makes you so on edge as a person because you're carrying around all of this baggage of people that you have not forgiven. And, um, it really affects you. You may not realize why you're maybe in a bad mood so much or why you don't trust a guy you're dating, but like you really need to ask yourself, is it, is there something I'm not dealing with in my life that makes me so easily offended mm-hmm. or that I can't trust people or totally. who am I not forgiving? Yeah. So I'm going to, this is an interesting question, but I've been wondering, do you, do you think in some ways we, um, we like to be offended or and maybe don't, that's a that's a weird way to say it, but do you think there's something about being offended that um, 
is, is easy for us or maybe not even offended, maybe just like angry. Yeah. Because I think, I think for me that sometimes I can have that where it's like, man, when I, what, yes, I feel like if I'm angry at somebody or something, like I've kind of got this posture of like, Hey, there's a self-righteousness about me because I've got something on you. Um, so talk to me a little about that. Maybe that's just my experience, but do you think that we in some ways like to be angry or like to be offended? I think there's, aren't you one on the Enneagram? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if this is relevant to ones. I think it's relevant to all people, but there's one number that like is about injustice. I think there's something in all of us because of right. pride that is like, I am the source of bringing about cosmic justice <laughs> to all the wrongs in this world. Yeah. And when there's been an injustice, I am going to let people know about it because they need to stop and this and their behavior. And I need to be like the prophet in their life to tell them how messed up they are. And, um, and I think there's something really twisted about that. Right. And something really wrong where it becomes pride. It becomes not a, hey, man, they're a sinner just like I am. And I'm going to pray for them. If they didn't uh, live up to what I thought would be the expectations of what a good friend did, then I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to model by example um, maybe what a good friend looks like and love them and care for them with no expectation of doing anything in return. Like that's just such a healthier, better way to live. Mm-hmm. And I think part of us likes because of pride. I like to be, to feel morally superior, that moral high ground that you, 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 and that's really messed up and really twisted. And the posture of Jesus was always to come, to serve, to um, give and overcome evil with good and to, um, to care for people and extend forgiveness even when they didn't deserve it yeah. or ask for yeah. it or, or um, have anything to earn it and wouldn't even be thankful for it. I mean, think about the posture of Jesus. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Nobody said, thank you. Nobody even <laughs> yeah. knew what was going on. Yeah. They literally knew not what they did. It's crazy. And yeah. Jesus said, I f- uh, forgive them, God, please forgive them. Yeah, you're so right, David. I was I was thinking the same thing about justice. And I do think there's something in us that always wants to seek justice for ourselves. And when I was, we have this uh, program at Watermark called Regeneration. And, and at one point you, you learn about forgiveness and the definition, they, the way that they define forgiveness is releasing justice to God. And when I heard that definition, it was super freeing because I realized oftentimes in my life, I would try to seek justice for myself. And that's really not our job as believers. Like we need to trust God with that and know that ultimately he will have ultimate justice, whether that's in this life or the next justice will be served. And that's not really our responsibility to seek uh, justice for other people and their actions. And also that when you were sharing that, David, it made me think of James 2 13 that says for judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Hmm. And just remembering that um, God sh- has shown us mercy. And so who do we think we are that we need to show people judgment when he's shown us such great mercy? Totally. Romans chapter 12, verse 17 says, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the sight of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge to your point, Elena. My dear friends, leave room for God's wrath because he has said, it is mine to avenge. I'll repay. Vengeance is not yours. Repayment, dealing with injustice, um, uh, and taking a vengeance is not yours. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. It says, if he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. Mm. And um, so scripture over and over and over calls us to this. And I think it's become so much worse. Culture around us just shouts, you should be offended and sensitive and people are injustice. And they try to divide us. The enemy's 
offense is always divide. By getting people offended from one another, it divides the relationship. Divide, divide, divide. And the Bible says, man, as far as it depends on you, pursue, come together, get rid of any bitterness that could divide you apart because um, that's Christ's offense versus um, the enemies of dividing. Yeah. 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 Good. It really is interesting. Last thing that I'll just say in the culture that we live in, it almost feels like the um, I'm offended line has become like there's like there, we at least here uh, we've we've given a lot of um, of credit to that. It just feels like that's like the one thing you can say that like stops everything. It's like this like uh, almost we have this right or this claim to that to not be uh, offended, which is just really intriguing to me because at the end of the day, um, life doesn't center around me. And so if something happens that's that I didn't like, um, at, at some level we as a culture have just adopted the thought that like w- that that means nothing out there ever should do, be against what I want to have happen or what I like. And that, and frankly, that's just like bad logic. That's not possible. It's not possible for all of us to exist and for there to be no way that everyone is excited about what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And so um, James one twenty says something that I think is really important. It says this, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And so as we think about our anger, frustration, being offended, um, it's just really clear that um, we aren't able to do that the way that God is with, with perfection and that there is yeah. going to, it doesn't produce God's righteousness. Hey, can I say one last thing? Come on. I'll wrap it up. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says, good sense makes good sense, like wisdom makes one slow to anger. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. The Bible says it's a glorious thing when you're able to look, when somebody, there's an offense and you're like, you know what? I'm sure they didn't mean that. I'm believing the best. I'm overlooking somebody hurting against me. Some of you listening right now are really unhealthy. You're easily offended and you, you think it's everyone else's problem. And the problem is not that you're easily offended. It's that everyone else is not nice enough and they don't care enough and they need to be better. Mm-hmm. And you need to get healthy. And the way that you can become healthy and pursue believing the best, not negatively interpreting, becoming healthier and more like Jesus is by taking one step at a time, forgiving, believing the best, confessing when I can't believe the best. Hey, I'm just, I'm not able to believe the best right now and confessing that, mm-hmm. not calling out. There's times for sure we call out the, the scriptures say, but a lot of times, and for a lot of you listening, if you want to get healthy and you want to be unoffendable, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens through practicing these things and choosing. I'm going to choose right now in this moment yep. to believe the best. What's the most generous explanation for this person's behavior that I can give them? They forgot my birthday because I bet they were caring for orphans and widow and they were praying and fasting for me and thanking God for my life. And they were so overwhelmed in prayer that they lost track of time and a whole day went by. That's why they forgot my birthday. (laughs) That's the explanation you should believe. And you choose to do that and you choose to extend forgiveness and you're going to get healthy. Others of you, you're not going to, and you're going to be really dysfunctional and... Hopefully marriage or something exposes that in a way that God allows you to work through that. But (laughs) you can start today by getting and choosing to be unoffendable, be the type of person who extends forgiveness, not harbors bitterness. Yeah, it takes a lot of humility. A lot of humility at life doesn't revolve around you. That's right, man. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.